Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today, I want to talk about Mother's Day and how Mother's Day works when you're divorced or getting divorced. You know, it's um, it's a day that tends to be loaded with expectations as it is. You know, for years, you probably celebrated your mother, and then you may have celebrated your mother-in-law, and then you had your own children, and now there was hopefully also time to celebrate you as a new mom. And then, of course, there was the expectations of, you know, your partner, do they celebrate their mother or you as the mother of their children or both? And so it tends to be a bit of a loaded weekend, you know, like making sure that, you know, you hit every every mom, right? Like you get everybody celebrated. And often the one that we tend to give up is our own because we're hauling the kids around to this function or that function or we're, you know, trying to make other people happy. Um, on the day that's supposed to be a celebration of you and motherhood and the daily sacrifice and the daily efforts that you make for other people. It is an opportunity for them to celebrate you and to say thank you and to appreciate everything that you do for them. So I know that when we get divorced, it adds a whole other layer to all of this i also know that as we go through separation and divorce you know all these special days whatever it is especially the first year that it happens can feel difficult can feel challenging Um, so we need to put in place new traditions new habits new ways of doing things and that's what i want to talk to you about today all the things we need to consider and all the things that we can do to make this a great day for you and everyone else who's in it Okay, let's dive into this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here, we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back and thank you for being here with me to have this conversation um, about Mother's Day and generally motherhood, I guess. And I also want to just give a nod to, I understand that this episode isn't going to be for everyone. I know that there are women out there who don't have children for whether it's by choice or nature's choice. Um, And I understand that this is also a difficult day for you. Uh, maybe you've had a loss, whether it's a loss of a child or the loss of a mother, um, that can also cause this to be a difficult day for you. And I just want you to know that we're holding space for all of you. We hold your healing in our heart. We love you. We see you. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope that you find a way to to spend this day that is meaningful for you, whether it is avoiding it altogether or whether it is spending time with a mother in your life, someone, a good friend, a family member who you think is a wonderful mother and maybe you wanna spend the day with her. 
Today, though, I want to focus on those of you who are now finding yourselves to be what would be, I guess, classified as a single mom, meaning you no longer live with or at least are not married to this, you know, your partner, your other parent in the same way that you have been until now. And so how Mother's Day comes to be is going to be different. Let me start off by telling a little story about my first Mother's Day post. It wasn't even post-divorce. It was literally, I found out about my ex-husband's affair, the last one that ended ended our marriage, uh, exactly one week before Mother's Day. And I had coincidentally had planned that particular Mother's Day to meet a friend of mine in New York City. She's from Chicago. I was living in Toronto at the time. And we were going to meet in New York City and celebrate our Mother's Days together. And I was re- had really been looking forward to this. This was a good friend that I'd made while we lived on in Chicago. And um, we were going to spend four days together staying in this boutique hotel really close to the park and having these very special days together. And then I found out about the affair and I left for New York like four days later. And um, I, needless to say, my insides were in complete turmoil, but I decided not to tell her what was happening in my life. I really hadn't wrapped my head around it. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was terrified of leaving because I was wondering if he was going to spend the weekend with her and oh my god I had so many questions um and and just I was a mess as I'm sure you can imagine but I did go there and I pretended like I was okay and I tried to have a good time I put on a brave face I have never asked her if she noticed that something was off though I will say she's never invited me to go away with her again (laughs) So who knows, I hardly slept. Um, I'd wake up at like 4.30 in the morning. I'd lie there quiet as a mouse for about an hour and then I'd go for a walk in Central Park after that. Like it was just ridiculous. But anyway, it was quite awful. Um, went home that evening to a planned dinner with the kids and and my you know, then husband putting on a show for like Mother's Day, um, which felt so fake and I was just, It was just so awful. So that was my first Mother's Day, but we weren't even separated yet. The following year was very different. And that's really the experience that I want to share with you. Um, You know, how you plan for a day like this. Now, I realize that I probably should have put this episode out last week to give you a little more time, but hopefully it'll help you a little bit anyway. So there's a few points that I want to go through before we as we go into this sorry and just before I jump in I recognized um, in the intro that we, or in the beginning here the women who uh, maybe might not be mothers themselves or who find this to be a difficult day for different reasons um, I also want to acknowledge that I know that there are some amazing dads out there and I'll look into whether I'll do a Father's Day episode but anyway I know you're out there and I know that you deserve recognition and I know that even though I might be talking about Um, partners who identify as fathers who are not behaving all that well. I know there's many of you who do. So if if you are listening to this and you don't resonate with the things that I'm saying, just please understand that I'm trying to help women, mothers get through this day, um, especially if they have partners who are not supportive. So now that I've done all the disclaimers and covered all of those scenarios, let's dive in and really get started on how we can make this weekend really great for you, mom, and 
anyone you want to celebrate this weekend. So I have about seven points that I want to go through with you today. So let's just get started. Number one is we need to manage our expectations. I think I mentioned in the intro all the things that can play in when it comes to what we expect this day to look like. And I would imagine that one of the things that you're finding challenging or might find challenging this week, and I know that even just by what people have, women have said to me in my Facebook group, is who is going to, for example, take the kids shopping? Who is going to plan anything? And so it's just another reminder of that you are not coupled anymore, that you are now on your own as a parent and that your relationship with your children, your celebration of certain days is different. And I know that that can feel sad and heavy and it can make you want to not celebrate it at all. Um, but I, so I think what's really important is to check in with yourself first when it comes to managing expectations, to really check in with yourself. And what is it that you would like to have happen on that day? What are the things that you have to do maybe for your mother that day? Um, and really just kind of getting clear on your own expectations and then communicating with your children. So if they're really young, they're not going to be able to go out and buy you a gift. They're not gonna be able to make you breakfast in bed, perhaps. They're not gonna be able to do anything special for you like you're used to. So you might be in a scenario where you might need to suggest something that they can do or give them two or three things that they can pick from that is within their capability. Or maybe you just need to plan the whole thing and say, hey kids, we're gonna go do this today. We're doing it because this Mother's Day and it's what I wanna do. And that's okay. It's just the difference really is that now you have to take charge of this day instead of someone else planning the day for you. It's kind of like on your birthday. You're going to find the same thing going on on your birthday. So I know for myself, my children were ranging, I think, in age between um, 18 and 12 on that next year, like that first Mother's Day where they had to manage things on their own with me. And it was really, it was really lovely. And I granted they were older and they could manage to do some things for me on their own. I don't even remember what we did that very first year, but I know that I just said to them, one thing I do know that I said was, I don't expect any gifts because I knew that their dad was not gonna take them out. I just knew that. This is the way that things were going between us. And they really had no way to do that and they had no money. So I said, just do something special. Let's spend the day together and let's just, do something special for me that day was what I said. It can be anything. So they made me breakfast in bed. Like I think my oldest came to me and said, hey mom, how about we, would it be okay if we made you breakfast in bed? And I know it's not a surprise if I ask you. I'm like, you don't have to surprise me. I said, that sounds lovely. Which basically meant that I needed to make sure that we had the food in the house that needed to be there for them to prepare me a breakfast in bed, which was fine. It was more about helping them do something for me that they wanted to do. So get clear on what you want and then help your kids make it happen. Also, when it comes to managing expectations, I want you to be very clear about something. Have zero expectations of your ex. Now you might be divorcing someone who is, you know, who's, who's a considerate co-parent and who actually might say to the kids, hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Let me take you shopping on one of my days and we'll pick up something nice that you can give to mom or they might, you know, who might help them plan. And if you are one of those fortunate people, then I'd be very grateful for that, to be honest with you, because that certainly was not what happened uh, with my kids. 
And it unfortunately is often not what happens. So just don't have any expectations and rather be pleasantly surprised. What I did generally was go to my kids and say, what do you need from me? You know, let's do something special. What do you need from me? Um, and, you know, my oldest son would usually ask for a little bit of money. I would just give him some money and they would buy me flowers and a card or some chocolate. But I used to make it very clear. I wasn't expecting a gift. There was never a gift. Um, so that ambush was fine. Again, my expectations. Just don't expect something from someone who no longer thinks that he's necessarily required to do anything or who might be angry um, or who just might be vengeful or whatever. So that's what I have to say about expectations. Number two is to help our kids do what they want to do for us. So I've already covered this a bit, but make it easy for them. Make sure that you are asking them to do the things that you would like for it to be a successful day for you. Don't get caught up in, I shouldn't have to ask, they should know, they don't. And they might be carrying all kinds of stress around that they don't know what to do and that they can't, you know, they're used to that. Maybe their dad used to help them do those things for you and used to plan everything and all they really had to do was show up and smile and have a handmade card in their hand. But now suddenly the planning is up to them. Make it easy. Just make it easy for them. Suggest things that they can do that are within their capabilities based on age and uh, just let them run with it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if you just kind of don't expect anything in particular. You just kind of go, okay, I'm going to let them just come up with whatever they come up with. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised in many cases of how creative they are, how thoughtful they are, and, you know, allow them to dip into their own imagination and to think of what they would like to do for you. Uh, I can honestly say that every Mother's Day has been different and also really nice. Um, this year, for example, I'm not going to be, I don't think I'm seeing any of my kids on the actual Mother's Day, but my two oldest boys are taking me out for dinner on Friday and I'm really excited about that. And they are at a stage now where they can do that and that's lovely. So again, no expectations. So number three is to help someone else's kids. So maybe, you know, I'm at a stage now where my kids are older and they don't need my help. They can just send me a text and invite me out to dinner. But there are people who might be in your neighborhood. Um, you might have other friends who are going through the same thing. They're single moms. You all have young kids. You know, you're not sure how you're going to manage all this. And so you might trade off. Maybe you and your other divorced friend can switch. And so you take her kids out to, or help them plan Mother's Day. And she does that with your kids. So you can actually set that up for them. You can have this conversation with your friend and you can literally sit down and have like secret meetings and plan something really nice for each other so that Mother's Day can be a little special. And then the kids really feel like they are still able to do something special for, for their mom um, and they get some adult help with doing it. So I think that's, you know, that's a beautiful way to do it. I remember when I met Glenn, who I'm now married to, he very kindly used to help my kids with my birthdays, Christmases, and Mother's Day when it came to those things. And I did the same thing for him when it came to his birthdays, Christmas, and Father's Day with his children. So it was just one of those things where you know, hey guys, what do you want to do for your dad on Father's Day? So he would do the same thing with them. And it, it works really well and it allows for, again, everyone to be happy. So 
if you don't have, maybe your kids aren't that young anymore and you have a neighbor down the street who just got divorced and she's got young children, why don't you go over there and ask her if it would be okay if you took them out and did some shopping for Mother's Day for her or planned something special for her. And if she wants to give you a little bit of money to do that, let her. It doesn't have to be a financial burden. She will be so happy that you were willing to help her out with that or rather help her kids. Now, I will always also say, if you have someone come to your door and say, hey, I was thinking I would take your kids out and do some shopping um, for you and help them plan a nice Mother's Day for you, let her. It's a lovely thing for someone to do for you. Know that she is getting pleasure out of helping you and allow that to happen, okay? Don't feel like, oh, no, no, you don't have to. Just say thank you. Give her $100 or $50 or $25 or whatever makes sense to you and send them on their way and just let them plan. And then you get to sit back and wait to see what happens on Sunday. If Mother's Day is feeling really, really heavy for you and just the whole idea of it just feels sad and difficult and like you're dreading it. And this, by the way, is point number four. You could try focusing on someone else. For example, your mother, or again, a mother that you know in the neighborhood who could use some help, or perhaps someone who has lost a child who might be having also a really difficult day. Maybe turning the focus away from what's going on in your life and rather channeling some of that into someone else and loving them and being there for them can make you feel better and just make the day feel easier. So it's not about remembering what's not happening in your life and rather focusing on making the day special for someone else. Um, if you still have your mother around and your relationship is such that it feels good, that would be the perfect place to go. I'm sure she's been supporting you through this and been there for you. Um, so maybe spend some special time with her. And let's, as I say that, let's remember one of the small perks that might be coming from this. It could be that you don't have to do anything for your mother-in-law this year. Um, now, I will also say you might be very close to your mother-in-law. and Maybe that is a loss for you this, this weekend. Um, you can still reach out to her. You can still send her a note, depending on where you're at with everything that's going on. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a day to celebrate mothers. And it can be anyone. So make the day special for your friends who you know are mothers, for your own mother, for um, for mothers or for women who want to be mothers. Like there's so many people that can be celebrated today or on that day that you can you can really create a good feeling day for yourself. So let's try to do that. All right. Um, number five. What I wrote down here in my notes was what to expect from our ex. And I think I already addressed that. Um, I'll just recap it very quickly, but expect nothing and rather be pleasantly surprised. I will quickly just, because I didn't talk about that already, address Father's Day here. Expect nothing from them. As Father's Day rolls around, you know, just over a month from now, choose not to be vindictive or, um, you know, well, you didn't do anything for me, so I'm not going to do anything for you. Do what you wish had been done for you. So when Father's Day rolls around in June, if you wish that your ex had chosen to get in touch with your kids or help your kids facilitate it, be the person, the bigger person who says to your kids, hey, Father's Day is coming. Can I help you make it happen? 
that is what I chose to do. My ex did absolutely nothing to help my kids with any of the holidays, which is why my then boyfriend, now husband, stepped up and did that for me, um, which I was so, so appreciative of. But, you know, I still did that for my boys. I still went to my boys for Father's Day, Christmas and his birthday and said, can I help you? Is there something, you know, that do you need me to pick something up for you? Do you need me to give you some money? And I would do that. And then, you know, as they got older, they started saying things to me like, mom, it doesn't feel right. Like we know that, you know, dad never does any of these things for you. And I said, it doesn't matter. I'm doing this for you guys. Um, but eventually they started making their own money and they just, they just stopped. They just wouldn't let me do it anymore. But uh, when they're young, help them out. It's the kids that get hurt in the middle of this. It's the kids that end up feeling really guilty and bad because they're not doing something for you. And that's not that's not accomplishing anything and definitely not worth it just to get back at someone else, okay? Be the bigger person. Um, be the one that, that does the little extra bit that you wish maybe had done for you and maybe it'll compel a change for next year. And that brings me to number six. If you are a dad listening to this, if you are still listening, um, I appreciate it. And as a father or as the other parent who is not the one who has the kids for Mother's Day, do the things that I have just said. Go to your kids, ask them what you can do to help them celebrate the parent that is being celebrated on Mother's Day. Remember that you are only hurting the kids by not doing that, um, you might be thinking that your ex doesn't deserve this and that they've been whatever. Whatever is going on between the two of you is not about the children. And the children are sitting there wondering how they're going to do something special for their parents. They're going to be doing the same thing when it's your turn. And hopefully the other parent understands how to be the bigger person as well and can look past their own pain and their own anger and their own whatever and help them celebrate you. So that's all I ask from you as the other parent. And that brings me to the last point for today, number seven. Remember to make it a good day for yourself and not only expect others to. So for sure, we have some expectations that our children are going to do something for us that day. But also plan something fun for yourself. Um, I used to basically plan Mother's Day for myself. I used to say what I wanted out of the day, what was important to me. You know, when the kids were little and I was still married to their father, he asked me once, you know, what do you want for Mother's Day? I'm like, I want to not do the things that I do every day. So every day I would feed the kids, bath the kids, you know, diapers, whatever. So for one day, that one day of the year, um, all those things were basically covered by him. He took care of all of that. And that was really nice for me. When it was bath time and bedtime, I kind of got to sit on the couch. I mean, of course, the kids would call me and whatever, but I still got to not be the front person that day. And I always appreciated that. So as I got older and as the kids got older, more importantly, you know, I would just say to them, like, I just want to have a quiet day, for example, or I want to go to lunch with a friend, or I want us all to go and do this thing together. So make sure that you know what you want to do. It really brings me back to what I said in the beginning. What do you want this day to look like? You arrange it. You tell the people who are relevant, who are going to be with you, what you want from them that day. And make it easy. Make it easy and make sure that there's a good part of that day, if not the whole day, that is spent taking care of you and not just you doing for others. 
we tend to get so wrapped up in doing things for other people, whether it's for our children or for a Mother's Day for our own mothers. And I'm not saying that you should ignore her. Of course not. But make sure that it's a good day for you as well, because you deserve it. You really, really do. So to all of you, mothers, um, I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope your children are able to celebrate you as you deserve. Um, I hope that for those of you who have estranged relationships with your children, that you might hear from them. And if you don't, I hope that you find something to do on this day to distract you from that. Celebrate your own mom, celebrate other mothers, do something special for a friend who could use some extra love. You're not alone. You know, every mother has had some suffering in her life. You know, I know back in the day, my third child, for example, was stillborn. And that first Mother's Day after that, I wasn't even expecting it to hit me, but it really hit me. I had, a, I had such a hard day because I realized there was supposed to be one other little baby celebrating with me that day. Um, so there's lots of things that can happen that can cause that day to be difficult. If you are in a situation where your kids are not with you because of a parenting agreement or something like that, whatever the reason, try to do something for yourself that day or for someone else that makes the day feel good. Show love, gratitude, compassion for yourself and other mothers in your life. Show understanding, be kind, be gentle, celebrate yourself as well. And know that you're doing a terrific job as a mom, as a human, you are valued, you are appreciated. I know that sometimes the people in our lives don't know how to show it and they don't, and that can really hurt, but I see you and I hear you. And I know that you are doing the very best you can. You're a great mom. Have a wonderful, wonderful mother's day. I love you. I thank you for listening. I would love to hear from you and tell me what your challenge is this Mother's Day. Before I go, let me quickly run through the seven things that I talked about. One was to manage your expectations. Two was helping our kids do what they want to do for us. Number three is to help someone else's kids or another single mom that you may know and perhaps an exchange uh, of shopping or something like that. Number four, focus on your mother or another mother that you know to make your day a little bit feel a little easier so that the focus is off your pain, um, especially perhaps if you're estranged from your kids or something like that. Number five, uh, make sure to not have unreasonable or un um, whatever expectations of your ex. And number six was what you can do as the other parent uh, in this situation. And number seven, remember to make it a good day for yourself and not only expect others to do it, but to actually create a special day as you want it to be. I am so happy that we were able to have this conversation today and I thank you for being here. As always, you listening makes this all worthwhile. Every time I hear from one of you, um, I feel so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. So thanks for letting me come into your headset today and to spend this time with you. Uh, before I jump off, I also want to mention to you that there are so many opportunities for us to connect and do more of this work together 
inside the separation club i run a membership called the rising free membership and we meet every single week to talk through things like this to spend time together supporting each other to talk through codependency and co-parenting challenges and you know how to deal with a toxic ex and also more mindset work that's more general not everything that we talk about is about the divorce we do a lot of work around you know setting intentions setting goals working towards a better life how to do that how to let go of limiting beliefs and things like that so i would love to spend some time with you inside the rising free membership and i will share all that information below but i will also say before i go that the the one thing that i do with women that has the greatest impact of anything is the retreats and i have one coming up in june it's happening here in my home uh, June 16th to 18th. We're going to spend, you know, two to three days together uh, doing a lot of work on bringing in or calling in the life that we want. The biggest thing that limits us when we are trying to create something beautiful for ourselves is fear. Fear of, uh, fear of that it isn't going to work, fear that we might not have the money, that we don't know how to do it, that we aren't worthy, deserving, that it's just not meant for us. It, the fear is attached to a thought. It is attached to a limiting belief about yourself or about life. It might have been handed down to you from your parents. It might have come as a result of your marriage. Who knows? It doesn't really matter where the belief came from. The most important is learning to let go of it and creating space by letting go of it for a new dream, for a new belief, a belief in yourself and having faith in that you can actually have the life that you want and that you deserve and then we can start creating it. So we do incredible work and when we gather in person like that, it is really the, the shifts, the, the massive leaps forward that these women make, the transformations that happen as a result of that, are really incredible. And I would love for you to benefit from that, to be part of that and it's happening in June. So all of that will also be in the show notes um, underneath here. Uh, thank you, thank you for being here. I hope to see you in June. I only have a few spots left. I only take a few because it's in my house. So it's a really intimate group and we really do some important work. I wish you a beautiful rest of the day. Thank you for being here with me and I'll see you next time.